This is Alpha One Sports, your podcast for all things Philly sports. Let's get into it. I'm Tom with Out for One Sports. And I'm Anthony with Out for One Sports. And it's Tuesday night here, February 16th. It's been a uh, crazy week with all the crazy weather, freezing rain, snow, just sloppy outside. Never poured so much salt down on my driveway in my life. I felt like every five minutes I was putting uh, salt down. Uh, it's just ridiculous. I can't stand the snow unless I'm unless we get to ski on it. I mean, uh, it. I don't want to deal with it, man. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, I, I mean, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, today it's, you know, a warm day, so it makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, makes no sense. I see what you did there. <laughs> Daddy, chill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, speaking of skiing, a couple of weeks ago, we met uh, my buddy, uh, Devin, up in the Poconos and went skiing up at Montage. Me and Anthony had the uh, bright idea to uh, test our fates on the double black diamond. You know, before we went down, we both said a prayer, said we love each other, told our families we loved them, and ventured down. At first, it started all right, took it a little slow, gained some speed, and, you know, we were working, got down a couple of the hills. And then when we got down to the, uh, you know, the big guy, um, I decided to, you know, go first and sped down the hill. Thought I had it at first. It was going okay. And then all of a sudden, I could feel myself going forward, and then boom, hit the ground. And then, no lie, I slide about a good 40, 50 feet forward. It looked like I was sliding right in the home plate. Lost my skis, lost my poles. Luckily, Anthony was uh, behind me and managed to stop himself before he passed my all my stuff so he could gather it up for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I uh, got down most of the way down, but I, I just felt like I was going to fall, so I actually made myself fall. But it was a good thing because, you know, I was uh, pretty much parallel with your skis and the uh, pole. So uh, it was good. But uh, maybe yeah. next time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you, you were able to get those because climbing up that hill would have been a pain in the butt. You know, you got, it probably would have taken about a good hour and a half to get to my skis and poles yeah, if, like I, us if fi- I managed. W- like us Philly fans say, there's always next year. Yeah. Like it would have taken about a good year just to get to my stuff. I was really thinking about calling our friend Devin and seeing if he can get somebody with a snowmobile to go get it for me. Yeah, he's actually a part of the ski patrol. That's uh, one of the good parks. Yeah, but unfortunately for him that day, he got hurt. <laughs> you know, go figure. The one person on yeah. ski patrol gets hurt. We exactly. Were, you know, we were worried we'd get hurt. So we didn't get to do this last week, really. I mean, a little bit at the end, but not so much, you know. Just wanted to you know introduce ourselves a little bit better this this episode so again my name is tom carroll um i work with uh, a train company you know passenger trains um a crew management representative by day you know i assign conductors and engineers uh job assignments for the day off an extra board when regular guys are off for whatever reason and i make sure you know trains don't go over or employees don't go over their 12-hour workday limit uh, if it looks like it's going to, I have to recrew them. And then, you know, there's other odds and ends that I'm doing. And oftentimes, too, I work as an acting supervisor where I oversee all of the uh, territories. 
um, and make sure all the jo- all the jobs uh, throughout the country are getting filled properly and all the trains are running smoothly. Um, I'm a big Philly sports guy. You know, Eagles first, Flyers are close second, Philly Sixers. You know, I've been to some great games in my time. You know, Eagles games, two things, two games come to mind. Um, Eagles, most recently I went to an Eagles-Texans game that my wonderful girlfriend Casey took me to. Um, it was where, um, in 2018, where Nick Foles had to take over for Carson Wentz again. And uh, Foles led us to another victory. Um, had that long bomb to Nelson Aguilar. Um, Almost got his neck broke by Jadavion Clowney. Who was a clown. Um, you know, but then he wrote, you know, the whole stadium felt like a movie during that game because everyone's going, Foles, Foles, Foles. And then he just kind of rose up, jogged off to the sideline for a bit. Uh, Nate Sudfeld came in for a couple snaps, played pretty well for what he could do, for what he needed to do. And uh, Nick Foles came back in, drove us down the field, got us into field goal range. Jake Elliott kicked the game-winning field goal, kept us alive for the playoffs, which we ultimately made. Probably could have had a chance at another Super Bowl if Alshon didn't drop that pass against the Saints. But that's another story. You know, another game... My dad took me to for my birthday uh, a couple years ago was the Eagles-Rams game in L.A. where we won the NFC East, but Carson Wentz ultimately went down for the season. And then, you know, everyone knows how that season turns out. You know, Super Bowl victory. Uh, Big game victory. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, hockey games, you know, been to a lot. Um, Not very many losses, so it's always good to go to Flyers games. And, uh... Most recently, we went to the stadium series where we had that miraculous comeback against the Penguins, which was a lot of fun. Me, Anthony, my brother Joey got to go, and a bunch of our friends. So that was fun. And then Philly Sixers, um, I mean, nothing crazy comes to mind as far as, you know, memorable games. You know, Sixers-wise, me, Anthony, our family, you know, we've gotten to enjoy uh, my sister's boss's uh, floor seats at Sixers games from time to time. So that's always fun when we get to get down there. You know, I've seen uh, a Sixers game where Simmons hit his first ever three-pointer in a regular season game, and everyone went nuts. It was like we won the NBA Finals. You know, I saw the Sixers play the Seattle Supersonics for the final time, Kevin Durant's rookie season. So I got to see Durant in a uh, Seattle Supersonics uniform, which was pretty cool. And then Phillies games, you know, just a lot throughout the years. You know, it's always fun just to go there and chill out, have a couple beers, Ice cold Evans. <laughs> yeah, we were. Me and Anthony went to a game, uh, Phillies Mets, where you know we're sitting right behind. I guess what, what was it, right field? Yes, right. it was right field. Yeah, right field. Um, right behind uh, Mets outfielder. He was a perennial minor leaguer, but I guess he was up for the uh, up for the game. Uh, his last name was Evans. I can't remember what his first name was, but yeah. <laughs> Every so often, you had this guy behind us chanting, Ice Cold Evans! You know, every time every time the uh, beer guy came around saying, Ice Cold Beer, he'd be like, Ice Cold Evans! <laughs> that was always fun. <sighs> so what have we got in terms of news today? Uh, we're gonna yeah, talk so, uh, you well, know, why don't you, uh, why don't you give us a little <laughs> bit about yourself, too? Yeah. Getting ahead of myself. Can't, can't, can't be all about you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm Anthony. I'm... Uh, 
27 years old. I got a, a beautiful girlfriend and a beautiful son. It's uh, just turned two in uh, January 8th, which is uh, the birth of Elvis Presley. Um, he's the pride and joy of my life. You know, we play a lot. We watch our sports a lot. Um, Daddy, chill. <laughs> pretty much I'm a territory sales rep by... Uh, our, my company is a distributor of uh, O-ring seals and gaskets, which you'd see in a lot of cars, jets, planes, missiles. We do a lot with the military and aerospace industry. Um, pretty much my job is to sell on these O-rings, gaskets, and other different types of seals and engineer, help customers uh, with their uh, applications and projects. Um, uh you know, while I'm here, you know, I like to just watch my sports. I'm a good video gamer, so I like to play different, you know, sports games and a couple different shooter games, like, you know, your typical Call of Duty. But, um, you know, one of the biggest mem uh, memorable games that I've gone to, I mean, recently would be the Flyers Penguins uh, Stadium Series. Uh, being able to uh, watch uh, Keith Herbin at halftime was very nice. Uh, I, I know you guys both went. Yeah, I think you guys brought back some hot chocolate. And um, some hot dogs. That was probably the coldest game I've ever attended. Um, it was wet. It was gross. It felt like it was an awful game. And then towards the end there, it was all worth it because you get through and get into overtime and they win the game. And that was a big deal. Yeah, I remember that game like it was yesterday. Um, you know, we get there at like 2 o'clock, tailgate, drinking drinking our butts off. I mean, you know, always drink responsibly, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Went into the game, you know, waiting in line. And then the next thing you know, you got fights breaking out all around us. I think that's probably why my pinky's all jacked up these days. I don't <laughs> know how it happened, but my I got like a dislocated pinky. You know, doesn't hurt or anything, but it's all weird looking. Get into the game. It's a pretty crappy game for the most part. I mean, no real goals. I mean, you know, Simmons got laid a nice hit on someone. At a, you know, some a little bit of a fight there. Uh, and then we started to make our yeah. comeback with like three minutes left. Got to made it like a what did we have like a? Uh, we managed to make it like four on four after a penalty, pulled the goalie, and uh, it. I think we had we might have had a power play. I'm trying to think because uh, I think we caused somebody to or you know we caused somebody to commit a slashing penalty. And I think that's where, why we ended up. I think we ended up even strength. That's what happened. And then we pulled our goalie uh, to have a man advantage. And then um, I think it was. Can't forget that you're a bleeping nerd. Uh, I mean, that was after the game. We didn't Connect know that. Um, <laughs> I, I love think, that part. I think, uh, who was it? JVR that scored the first goal to bring us back to 3-2. to two. And then it was. Voracek, who, who scored the game tying goal. I remember sitting. I remember sitting there because it was just like a random shot, like from the side of the net at the corner, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like he shot it, and then everyone's going nuts. I'm like, "What? He scored? Really?" <laughs> and then we all started going nuts because, like, damn, now we got some overtime. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, uh, then you get into overtime. Drew with the nice little stutter step there, fakes the guy out, shoots right between. Uh, What's his face? Matt Murray's legs. Yeah, just trickles right just trickles right through. Not even sure it touched the back of the net. And uh won the game. And then we proceeded to go nuts. So yep. that was one of our greatest games. 
I've, I've attended countless Eagles games, uh, a lot of Flyers games, a lot of Phillies games. Not really much on the Sixers, um, but, you know, I'd love to get to a game soon. You know, once you know, COVID's up, quarantine's dismissed, and we're all in good health. Yeah, it's funny. I, funny you mentioned video games. Spent a good t- amount of time today playing um, PGA Tour 2K21, <laughs> doing my career mode. Won three tournaments today. Of course, I'm playing on, like, normal, easy mode, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. You know, it's nice nice to play that game and make me feel like I'm a good golfer because, you know, if I went out there and actually golf for real, I would stink. Yeah. You know, I look good at top golf though. <laughs> uh, we all do. So, anyway, um, so let's get into it a little bit here. We're talking Flyers. We're talking a little Sixers and a little Phillies here. Flyers been off for a week. Feels like forever ago since they last played when they had that 7-4 to victory against the Capitals uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. Yep. You know, Seemed had... like that game was uh, a much better watch than the Super Bowl. That was pretty boring. Uh, yeah, Super Bowl was pretty boring for the most part. I mean, you know it's a sideshow and everything, but, you know, blowout. You know, it's kind of not not really fun to watch. You know, we got a lot of guys on the COVID list right now. You know, Giroux actually tested positive. You had guys like Konechny, Limblom, who's the last person who needs to deal with COVID right now. Scott Lawton, Morgan Frost, who's on the IR anyway. You know, not saying he should have it. Voracek, Justin Braun. You had Travis Sanheim on it, but he's luckily off the protocol, so that's a good sign. Um... So just hoping these guys can uh, get healthy real soon because we're going to need them. Uh, we're going to be short uh, coming up because uh, they were able to resume practice today. Um, but, you know, going forward until some of the, more of these guys come off the protocol, they're going to be short-handed. Yeah, I mean, you got a big game coming up this weekend with the Flyers-Bruins. I feel like we're endlessly playing the Bruins and losing, but uh, you got the big Lake Tahoe game coming up this weekend. Um, well, this Thursday. I mean, right now you can... Really be looking at, you know, lineups. Well, let's look at Thursday first. got the Flyers-Rangers coming up Thursday, which will yeah. probably be shorthanded, and then hopefully we'll have more guys come Sunday. Well, I mean, you're going to probably look uh, uh Rangers' uh, Thursday night game. You know, it's probably going to be, you know, JVR, Coots, Farabi. you got Raffle, Hayes, Knack. you got Patrick. I mean, you'll probably see some uh, Morin and Bunneman. Um I mean, the defense is relatively healthy, and our goalies are healthy. So, I mean, as long as these uh, offensive guys can pick up you know, the slack of some of these uh, other guys that are going to be out, you know, in the protocol. And just like I talked about in my blog that I posted on the Out for One website, outforonesports.com, um, and this is going to be like a double-edged sword almost. I mean, granted, you don't want to be off for COVID for any reason, but, you know, part of it, you know, you get some of your guys who can get some rest and get healthy, but on the other end of the spectrum, obviously, it's going to slow down our momentum. You know, we just came off losing two straight to the Bruins. But then we had this great game against the Capitals where we beat them 7-4. to four. Seems like we've been owning the Capitals lately. Um, yeah, ever so, since that uh, playoff series, it seems like they're, they're right. on the better half. Now, <clears throat> so, you know, I'm worried this will slow our momentum, get us a little rusty coming back, especially if we're shorthanded. So I'm hoping... Uh, you know, these practices leading up to the game, they're able to uh, gel with the uh, players that'll be filling in. Exactly. And, uh, you know, try to get uh, Carter Hart some uh, games in them, especially, you know, we're going to be getting a big game coming up this weekend in Lake Tahoe. 
but uh you know it seems like he hasn't been on his uh on his best this year there's some uh, lopsided games for him i mean you, know, you got to think some of it's going to be the defense you know they're you know allowing a lot of shots this year versus what they're putting out um but i mean we got a couple uh, uh rescheduled games here um some good exciting stuff see them get back into the games but it looks like we got uh the Flyers Capital game that was uh, originally scheduled for April 27th is now going to start at uh, March 7th at 7 p.m. You got the uh, Flyers and Islanders. That game was supposed to be on April 25th. Will actually now be on March 22nd. Uh, you got the Flyers Devils game that we missed on February 11th. That's going to now be a April 25th, replacing the Islanders game. Um, you got the Devils game that was supposed to happen on the 13th. That'll now happen on uh, May 10th. Um, now you actually also have uh, three other games there that they're still uh, looking to reschedule. So that'll be TBD. But you got the Flyers of Capitals. That was originally supposed to happen on February 9th. You have the Flyers Rangers. That was supposed to happen on you know Big Love Day, Valentine's Day. Um, then you got the Flyers of Bruins. Originally you know March 7th. That's going to be rescheduled. Um, so we'll get some dates for you once we uh, hear about those dates. But uh, so, Tom, what do you think about uh, you know what do you, what what you see so far from the Flyers, and what do you think you can expect down the line here this season? I mean, we've had some good offensive moments. You know, you know, surprisingly, we've had uh, great output from JVR, leads uh, close to leading the league in scoring, right from his office there, right in front of the net, getting some good deflections in. Um, I think my biggest concern is the turnovers. We're towards the bottom in the league and give takeaway plus minus. So we need to shore up that defense. Uh, these guys are just giving the puck away way too much. I'm seeing a lot of uh, defensive zone uh, turnovers that are leading to goals. So that needs to be shored up. Um, you know, it doesn't help. You know, our biggest issue right now is the fact that we're missing Matt Niskanen. You know, him retiring unexpectedly last season really hurt us. You know, that leadership and his defensive play, you know, we could really use right now. So if, uh, Niski, if you're happening to listen to this, are you up? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, Carter Hart, you know, I'm not going to blame everything on him. I mean, you know, again, with that defensive play, you know, he's left on an island. So a lot of times, you know, with these goals he's letting up, can't really blame him for although he hasn't exactly played as well as he's you know we're used to seeing so hopefully with that break you know he got a little rest you know, gets a little healthier and you know he'll start to play a little bit better and hopefully the def defense will pick up you know not sure who's really out there in in terms of trade trades that we could um you know pick up you know i've read keith yandel from florida but i don't know who we'd really give up for him. I don't know if we'd give up ghosts and picks, but I don't know if I really want to give up another defenseman for a defenseman for one thing. Yeah, and, right. And then if we give him up, then, you know, it, it'll cause us issues when we have to protect players uh, when we have the expansion draft coming up when Seattle exactly. becomes a team. I mean, we're in, like, a weird spot right now that it's kind of hard to talk about trades because, I mean, we don't know where this Flyers team is. I mean, there is some struggles with defense for sure. I mean – you're also going to look, too, they're not uh, producing enough shots. I mean, they're, it seems pretty efficient because they're, you know, leading, you know, they're, you know, 38 goals, uh, 38 for, uh, 34 goals against. Um, so, I mean, they're, it sounds pretty efficient. But, you know, it's uh, a big gap when you're talking, you know, over 30 points uh, 
uh, 30, 30 shots per game uh, goal uh, against uh, shots against sorry and then you know versus you know lower it's like 23 for the Flyers shots against, uh, shots for um, uh, I mean you know one of the one of the bright spots of the defense I would say is like uh, looks like Travis Sandheim's coming into his own um, you know definitely was looking pretty impressive last year but this year he's looking you know pretty good um, you know one of the Issues I'm seeing is Gus, you know, the, the turnover machine there. Um, you know, thought that was going to be a good pickup, but right now it doesn't seem to look good. Pay the first well. game. Yeah, I mean, I I, I know he's uh, pretty good at PK, but other than that, you know, I, yeah, I knew the turnovers are killing us. He's uh, he's one of the big problems. I mean, uh, I know we had uh, ghosts finally come back into into play. Um, you know, obviously, you know, coming into your first couple of games, you're probably not going to look your best, but what do you think about him so far? I mean, he's looked better than he has in the last couple of years. I mean, I still need to see more before I can really make a good uh, ju- judgment on him. Uh, one thing I've noticed about this team, though, too, is uh, the stupid penalties and giving up leads late. You know, like that one Boston game. Uh, Lawton, if you're hearing this. Well, Lawton, I forgave you, though, for scoring that hat trick against the Capitals, so we're good. That's true. We love you. <laughs> but, you know... You know, when uh, Hayes made that boneheaded penalty and then followed it up with um, Lawton taking that interference call. Right. Which led to the Bruins tying it up before uh, the third period ended. And then, you know, they had the power play for overtime and they scored within 30 seconds. You know, that was a huge letdown. You know, we've been owning Boston before this season, so I don't know what, you know, what what the issue is this year, especially when they lost a couple players, especially... um, Zidane Chara, right. So I'm hoping they can turn that around and be, you know, hopefully this Sunday they beat Boston. Pasternak, I mean, I, 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 I just, I, 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 I go back to, you know, last year in the the round robin games where he played them first. I mean, Pasternak wasn't there, so, um, you know, you're also missing Rask. So those are some key components to that team. But, I mean, what happened to you know? You know, nose looking uh, Marchand. You know, I was hoping he'd whiff on some more uh, shootout. That's another uh, game I was actually. That's another game I was actually at. Was uh, the Marshy uh, special when he whiffed on that penalty sh- or whiffed on that shootout shot? We were all like, "What the heck was that?" You know, and then we're thinking, "Oh, you know, he might be able to circle back," but then we all realized he moved it. You know, if you move that puck, that's a shot. So right. we Marchand, realized- if you hear this, you're a weasel. Thank you, by the way, for that. That was one of the uh, funniest things I've ever seen at a hockey game in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> His nose got in the way. Um, but back to the Flyers. Yeah, so, I mean, defensively, they got to shirt some things up. Uh, got to limit those turnovers. I don't know if that means they got to try to go out and find somebody, you know, closer to the trade deadline. Um, limit the penalties. And hopefully, you know, Carter Hart can play a little bit better than he has been. Not saying he's been playing poorly, but still, he's he's let in some bad goals. He's got to he's got to shore up the game a little bit. You know, you got Moose Moose uh, back up. You know, gotta love Moose. Um, yeah, Brian Elliott's been playing great this season in, in relief of Carter Hart. So right. glad we glad we've kept him around. I was I was ready to give up on him after I think the first or second season. You know, after all the injuries, right. but you know, when he's not the actual starter, you know, he does look he does play pretty well. Yeah, definitely. And he's definitely a good veteran presence, especially for a young guy like Carter Hart. Definitely get that experience in him. 
the, you know, the young guys are definitely impressing me, though. You know, like Farabee, Sanheim. Um, I guess it's good that you give you gave uh, Farabee a, a number change because he's been pretty good. I'm not going to go away. Yeah, our good buddy uh, Stu, if you're out there, his uh, nickname for him is Who Who Dis Joel Farabee. <laughs> after changing his number, I'm wondering though, can we start calling? Uh, can we start calling Joel Farabee the new Beezer? Sure. You know, you know, or Beezer 2.0. You know, after John Van Beesbrook. You know, I don't know if you know that's a trademark name or not, but yeah, <laughs> feel like feel like he's earned it after you know his play this season. You know, Lawton with his hat trick, you know. Again, I forgive you for, for that uh, bad penalty against the Bruins. Yeah, that is a good way to uh, get yourself forgiveness. But I do want to start seeing some better play out of our vets, like TK. You know, he was doing well in the first couple of games, and he's I felt like he's disappeared. You know, he got benched for one right. game, too. And it's like, I need you to pick it back up, man. Yeah, I feel um, like you, you got Giroux that's been lost for the last two years. I mean, you give or take, you know. He got more. You got more scores. You got more shooters around. So you know, it takes the load off of him. You know, he did move away from center in some cases. And he's moved um, to the yeah. He's moved to the second line too, I believe, right? Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know how much of it is actually, you know, just wear and tear versus you know just the gameplay is different. You know, the type of player that they're asking him to be now is probably a little different than. You know what he's used to, but I still want to start seeing some more uh, offensive output from him. You know, Hayes. I need to start seeing more from. You know, right. One one person I am glad to see back though is Coots. You know, we definitely missed him when he was out, and then for him to come back against the Caps and score those two goals is huge. Right. You know, he's been one of my favorite players the last couple of years. If I were to get another jersey too, I think that it would be him. Yeah, he's really come into his own. You know, past couple of years, you know, I was actually kind of. I don't know, quite some time ago, but I was kind of giving up hope on him to be what what you're pretty much being told that he was going to be, but he's really even, you know, kind of, you know, the goal was set. The bar was higher for him, and he, you know, uh, surpassed that bar, so. And speaking of hate, and speaking of haze, by the way, I'm drinking a uh, big hazy 13 from Yards. Delicious. It is delicious. Strong IPA flavor, but, you know, nice orange flavor going with it. Uh, I'm sticking with the Coors Light again tonight. It's what's in my refrigerator for for the for the week. Got to venture out a little bit, man. Uh, I got some I got some uh, Samuel Adams in there, but eh, it's always a good I'd decision. Just, uh, I, I figured I'd just keep some uh, Coors Light going. It was a good trend. What flavor Sam Adams in the fridge? Uh, I got quite a couple. I got the Boston Lager. I got the Winter Lager. Um, Not bad. I got the uh, I got the Porter. Good choices. Well, you got the. Uh, it was just a variety it was a pack. Mix pack. Yeah, I got a variety pack. Nice. Uh, the Boston Lager is absolutely delicious. Yeah, the uh, beers have been flowing, going down easily. Had some beers at had some beers at an old favorite place. Uh, yep, yeah, on Sunday went to the Old Village Idiot Brewery in uh, New Jersey. Stuck with the lighter beers though, because I was kind of full. After you want to tell your your, your little uh, old fashioned story? Oh yeah, so we're you know obviously we're venturing off on a tangent here, but um, yeah I uh. Me and my girlfriend, uh, we went to uh, the Trainwreck Distillery over in New Jersey, um, ordering some drinks, you know, had a little snack while we were there, too. Uh, Cousin's uh, food truck was there. Uh, they do seafood, but they do have tater tots, so I was able to eat that because I'm not a seafood guy, but my girlfriend is. She had the uh, uh, sh- lobster tacos. 
Um, oh, that sounds good. I uh, second drink I ordered. Um, I forget what it was called. It was a, it was a sweetheart old fashioned. So I wasn't exactly sure if it was just going to be a straight up old fashioned or not, but it was. Never had it before. It was good, but really strong. You know, I told my dad about it, and he's like, "Yeah, that's uh, Uncle Jim Blair's beer, beer of choice. Now, that's a serious drink. Not beer, drink of choice. <laughs> that's a serious drink. It certainly was. It'll put hair on your chest. Yeah, that, yeah definitely will put hair on your chest. But um, yeah. So back to it. Uh, you were talking before. I guess for Thursday, what would you guess the uh, aside from the defensive pairs? What would you think the uh, the lines are going to look like on Thursday? Yeah, I mean, I was actually starting to, you know, kind of go along those lines. I mean, you're looking at JVR, who's been pretty hot this year. Uh, Coots coming back from injury. He's definitely a big presence during the game. Um, Faraby, I think that'll be your nice first line for the time being. Um, you got Raffle, you got Hayes, and you got uh, Knack. That could be a pretty decent second line for the time being. I mean... Right now, you're missing a couple guys, so you're going to be, uh, you know, having to bring up some uh, AHL guys, you know, some Phantoms players, you know. So right now, you know, you put, you know, Nolan Patrick on the third line. Um, you know, there's a couple guys that you might be able to bring up, like uh, Shushko, maybe Case. Um, maybe watch you know, see Sam Moran play. Yeah, Sam Moran might play. Yeah, it's been back and, and get, forth between the Flyers and the Taxi Squad, so hopefully he gets yeah. a shot soon. You can probably see some Bunneman action. I mean, he's up and down here and there. Um, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, your your, your first two lines are going to be pretty much, you know, a given. Um, you know, the last two lines, you know, you got Patrick, who's a sure thing, but, you know, now you're going to bring some uh, taxi guys up, some Phantoms players, you know, learning. Um, but one guy I might suggest might be some uh, Andrioff. Might be a good... Uh, pair for the fourth line. I mean, your defense is healthy, so you want to keep that relatively the same. Right, they might need to shake it up a little bit, but you know, and you know, you put Carter Hart right back in net. Get him some experience prior to the Lake Tahoe game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that Lake Tahoe game. You know, it's a shame. You know, I love outdoor games. Uh, wish we could be there. You know, but there are there's gonna be no stands there. <laughs> it's in the right. middle of Lake Tahoe. <laughs> yeah, right. Right behind the clubhouse there, I believe. It's like at a golf course there, I believe, right? Yeah. So, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'll get, like, a Flyers, uh, like, Tahoe shirt, you know, just just act like I was there. <laughs> yeah, pretend you were there, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, again, their next game is uh, this Thursday. They'll probably be a little shorthanded, and then hopefully on Sunday they'll have more of their guys back by then. Right. So, we want to get into a little bit of Sixers talk here? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, we had a pretty upsetting loss last night, but, uh, you know, even though, you know, it ended in a loss, you had, uh, you know, a big aggressive game from Simmons, you know, clogging up the the middle there. Um, career high, 42 points. Uh, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, 40, um, he was one board away from a 42-point triple-double. Had 42 points, nine rebounds, 12 assists. He's the first guy to do that. Look. He's the first guy to have those stats on the Sixers since AI, so that's yeah. Yeah, pretty good company. You know, unfortunately, um, on this road trip, though, you know, we ended up going one and three. I was hoping maybe we can squeak out another win there, but, right. you know, hopefully we'll come back from this. I mean, you get them as they come. Uh, I mean, not to, you know, pound our chest just about Simmons, but uh, another big one was uh, Harris uh, playing a nice uh, season high of 36 points. Ten boards, And then also, 
Yeah, some good boards. Uh, and then also, too, you got to look at uh, Howard. Um, you know, had a season high of 14 points. That was a pr- relatively good game from Harrod last night. Um, and, I'm, you know, to get back into Simmons a little bit, too, 19 points just in the first quarter. This is yeah, the Ben was... Simmons I've been looking for forever. You know, I, I need him to start taking over games. You know, it just can't be Embiid. You know, these bo- guys are both supposed to be superstars. I would love for him to start uh, doing this more often, man. You know, maybe start at, you know, he was shooting the ball a little bit more. Little, you know, I mean, was closer to the net. You know, a lot of hook shots, a lot of, you know, turnaround jumpers. But, you know, I want I do want to start seeing some more jumpers out of him. But I really would like to see him take over games like he did last night. I you mean, know? That's, that's what it's he's It's a shame missing. we had to lose with that performance. Right. I mean, that's what that's what he's missing. I mean, he could be the ultimate player if he just can develop that jumper. I mean, I I don't know how much of it is uh, development versus, you know, the the mentality, you know. Yeah, he could very well, you know. I mean, it seems like every time he shoots aside for that one, you know, air ball, but, you know, it's, you know, either me, in or it's relatively close, but, you know, it's, you know, it's something he's mentally got to, you know, put in there, you know. He's got to put in the work mentally to put it out on the court. Yeah, and for me, too, it's like I'd much rather see a shoot and miss than not see it not shoot at all. You know, at least with, you know, Giannis over Milwaukee, he'll shoot. He'll airball it, but he's still going to shoot, you know. So that's right. what I want to see from Simmons. The more you shoot, you know, you keep making them, you're going to – your confidence is going to go up and you're going to f- want to shoot more. Like the few times he has shot, he makes it. You know, I, you know, seems like it, the few times he's t- taken threes, he's made them. He's right. made – so, you know, I just want to keep – and or if he's missing, he's hitting the rim, so it's not like it's a bad shot. So, you know, still try it, you know, because half the time these defenses are leaving you wide open for shots because they're not guarding you. So I would love to s- for him to start shooting more. Yeah, but exactly. Like a game like last night, though, really tells you, like, I mean, we all know he wants to be the point guard. He loves ball handling. He likes, you know, calling the plays, getting things set up. But last night really showed you, you know, he could really make it as a pretty strong center, you know, clogging up the middle like that. I mean... And I think he 42, actually played 42 off the points ball a bit. on Rudy Gobert was pretty uh, pretty big. I think he actually played a little bit off the ball last night too. Yeah, a little bit off the ball, but I mean, it's just one of those series where it's you know, what do you expect? You know, with you know Embiid coming back, you know he's guy, you know it's you know going to clog up the middle there. But you know, I mean this is why you know, and B takes over games because he's clogging up the middle. You know, you see it with Ben last night, you know, clogging up the middle. Um, you know, you're probably going to, you know, continue just to see, you know, a couple, you know, 20-point, 23-point, 22-point games from Ben Simmons. But, like, last night was a an eye-opener, especially potentially for, you know, other teams that are looking to, you know, you know get somebody, you know, in the middle. But, I mean... It, Aside from like Harris and you know Simmons, like, I I, I kind of wondering where other people are. You know, you got you know Thibel looked pretty good defensively last night. Um, yeah, Thibel. I, I mean, feel like if we maybe we had him in a little bit more, um, we probably could have stopped him on a couple more plays. You know, the fact that we kept getting like two or threes, but then they would come back with more two or threes. You know, we can't we couldn't come back uh, off of that. So I feel like if maybe if he was in there a little bit more. Uh, maybe we could have stopped a couple more shots of the uh, from the Jazz. Yeah, um, I mean you can't you 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 can't beat threes with twos, and that yeah, was a exactly. that was a problem last night. You know you had O'Neal shooting, you know some you know a couple threes. I know he struggled in the first half, but you know in the second half, I mean there's just a couple threes there where it's just like they were perfect. Yeah, Clarkson that was you know nailing some down. He had a 
uh, a big uh, game with 40 points. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I mean, it's like where where where's Seth Curry right now? I mean, like, yeah, he's yeah, got like a good he's... percentage, but like, it, I mean, I think ever since coming back from COVID, he's had you know one or two relatively good games, but otherwise, he's pretty much missing. I mean, I know defensively he's not up there, but. Yeah, he's I still mean, slumping ever since COVID. I mean, yeah, like you said, one, he said one or two decent games, but you know, for the most part, he hasn't been the same since before COVID. You know, Danny Green needs to start contributing a little bit more, more defensively, and you know, I feel like he hasn't been shooting very well either. You know, I feel like I'm reading all these stats, and he's usually at the low end of the spectrum for points. Right. You know, I keep. You know, I feel like I'm watching the game, and you know, I see him with a three, and he misses, and I'm just like, damn. Yeah, you're kind of you know, especially right now, you know, you got you got some you know, I uh, rumors with you know JJ Redick down there with the Pelicans. I mean, is that somebody you might consider bringing back? You know, I, I mean, mean, yeah, I know just, right now you got you know Seth Curry with you know the pick and roll, but I mean he was big with you know Embiid's development. What do you think? I would say Redick. You know, yeah, if we want to bring him back, yeah, but it would be off the bench. My concern though is uh, he's a little older now. Um, you know, and obviously he's not very great on defense, and that's some you know an area we want to clean up. Um, but yeah, I mean, just you know, with team chemistry, you know, his three point shots, you know, I wouldn't mind having him come off the bench because we do need we do need to shore up the back back backup point guard spot. You know, it doesn't help too that we've been miss we you know we've been missing Shake Milton since the Kings game. Right. So hopefully he'll be back soon. Right. I mean, you got Maxi that you know showing you know some signs of. You know what he could potentially be. I mean, Isaiah Joe had a couple good plays last night, but I mean, it just constantly. I mean, like you, you get, you get, you know, good confidence. You know, um, Simmons goes in for a layup, donk, you know, whatever, and then you know turns around. They they shoot a three. You know, it's you know you you knock you you knock the deficit down. You know, to four points, and now you're back up to seven points, and you're just, you're not, I mean, the, the threes aren't there right. these last few games. Yeah, so right recently we've, you know, we've been seeing reports, too, that, you know, there's some players out there. Um, Daryl Morey's looking to get for us, you know, aside from J.J. Redick, of course, you know, Red Delon Wright from the Pistons, George Hill from the Thunder, Nemanja Belicia, I'm sorry if I, you know, butchered that. From the Kings, I think he did used to play for us a couple of years ago. You know, those would be some solid pickups. I mean, yeah, like I did hear uh, one about uh, Bledsoe, um, but I mean, he doesn't show up in the playoffs, so that might not be what yeah. you're looking for. And for any any of those players aside from picks, obviously, I'm not even going to pretend to know what kind of picks we're going to throw out there. Um, trade pieces, I'm seeing, you know, obviously Danny Green for one. You know, he's been all over the NBA. Tony Bradley, Terrence Ferguson, Furkan Korkmaz, Mike Scott, you know, but just to name a few players who we might be able to throw out there for some of those guys. My thing is now, where do you draw the line between, um, you know, adding Maxi into a deal versus he's a no go? It had to be for a player worthwhile that's going to stick a stick around for us for a while. I feel like I mean I really don't want to get rid of him because he he's looking very promising to me. I feel like he could be a great player for us, and I would just hate to give up on him so quickly. You know, would remind me of uh, when we got rid of Landry Shamit. You know, now granted he's not contributing very well right now to the Nets, but you know, 
when he went to the Clippers, man, he was shooting shooting lights out. So right. I just would hate to give up on Maxi too quickly. But you know, like if it involve like if we traded Maxi to Houston and as part of a uh, Rockets deal, or for James Harden, then I might have been okay with that. But I don't think there's really anybody out there right now that I'd want to trade him for, unless it's somebody yeah. that we haven't heard about yet. Right. I mean, I wrote an I wrote an article on this on uh, the Alpha One Sports, you know, uh, blog, a couple weeks ago. But uh, one of the big uh, things right now is uh, Joel Embiid MVP, uh, early candidate. You know, wh- what do we take out of that? I mean, he's you know averaging twenty nine point six points per game. Um, you know, that's one of the big things. He's just an absolute beast on the court. I mean, he just takes it. He takes over essentially every game. Yeah, it's clear um, as day. He, you know, the Sixers aren't the same without him. They've only won one game this season without him. I, right. So I think that there's been six games they played so far without him, and they're one in, uh, one in five. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, he takes over. He he he's been he's been lights lights out shooting, very high percentages uh, this season. This is the best season I've seen from him. Um, I I would say he's the front runner for MVP. You know, I don't know who. LeBron maybe might be a distant second. I just can't see who's been more vital to their team than Joel. I mean, you know, everybody's uh, going to throw in uh, Nikola uh, Jogic in there. Um, I mean, you're going to always see uh, Kevin Durant's name pop up. I don't know why, but, um, I mean, you know, one of the things the Sixers got to shore up, though, is just, you know, this whole mess with this back tightness. So, you know. Yeah, is it back tightness it or just is it seems like management? Yeah, I mean, you get you get the you know hour before the game, you get the interview or the press conference with Doc Rivers. You know that Joel Embiid's gonna play tonight. And Fifteen minutes before the game, Joel Embiid's out with back tightness. Well, what's this back tightness? But no, it I, really just sounds like load management to me. Yeah, I mean, granted though, I'm you know I'm okay with the load management though because I do want to make sure he's ready for the playoffs. Um, I don't know if they necessarily would have won yesterday, if even if Joel played. So you know, does it really matter if he played or not? I don't know, or I don't think so. But um, I do. I would like to see him play more. Hopefully, hopefully it. Is, you know, hopefully he will be ready for the stretch run. Right. But yeah, I mean MVP. I mean definitely top of the list there. Um, you can argue or not. I I just I. I believe he's been there so far. I mean, it's just, I mean, the last two games he's in, you know, it's 35 points each game, you know. That's, I mean, he's it's just constantly with these over 30-point games. Yeah, every game uh, he's scoring high 30s, you know. <laughs> Ironically, though, the one time I, you know, made, put placed a bet, I guess it was like a $10 bet for him to score over 30 points and for the Sixers to win, he doesn't score over 30 points. Right. But, I mean, you know, what what was that uh, DraftKings bet that we we had uh, the other day? It was just, oh, that was uh, like basically a free twenty five dollar bet, where or not a free twenty five dollar bet, but you were sure to win. It was like I can't remember what it was, but it was like the I, the Lakers and the uh, Nuggets had to the, the game had to have uh, over one point. Yeah, I think it was it was like a sure thing bet, you know. So it was a free twenty five dollars, which I tried to turn around and bet, I bet ten dollars yesterday on four hockey games that ultimately didn't work out because go figure the the one time i bet on the lightning the lightning lose um and then auto or toronto blows like a three goal lead to the 
Ottawa of all teams. No, right. So, but anyway, yeah. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, I'm sure Daryl Morey will pick up some pieces going forward uh, to show us up for the stretch run. Hopefully, you know, MB can stay healthy for the most part the rest of the season. Now, what are your thoughts on the uh, this so-called all-star game that's going to be happening later this season? Uh, I mean, you could tell. I know one of the, the big things is uh, Ben Simmons getting himself aggressive again so that, you know, the, his uh, votes increase a little bit. Um, I don't know. I just – I mean, it would be nice to see it, but – does anybody really take it seriously anymore? It just all seems just like fun and games. I mean, it's just like the Pro Bowl, you know. Yeah, you know, but just even... my, my thing, though, is this season with COVID, there's no need for it. I mean, I yeah. understand the NBA wants to gain some money, you know, because, you know, you get all this lost revenue from no fans or very little fans for certain teams. But, you know, you get money from TV deals and everything else. But I can tell none of the players are really into the idea of an all-star game this season. Right. You know, are they really going to do, like, a slam dunk contest and a three-point shot contest and, uh, you know, the skills competition? I don't know if they'll even get into all that. And then, you know, when they even play the game, the game's nonsense. You know, yeah, it's like I a mean, it's show. all just fun and games. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's No defense, it you know, 144 to 153 <laughs> is the score every year, you know. It's, it's yeah, and they're just taken seriously. I feel like there's no need for it this season with COVID going on. You don't want to put these players at risk. You want to make sure this season keeps moving, you know, l- l- that's one thing that wasn't needed this season as an all-star game. I think, you know, LeBron put it perfectly. It just, there's absolutely no need for it. At least this season. So, uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, it looked like we were going to uh, get some uh, baseball talk going. Um, finally be able to talk some baseball. You know, it's been a wonky uh, off season for baseball, especially with the Phillies. And not sure what was going to happen. You know, All I could you- say is, thank God we re-signed JT. You know, I bought that shirt last year to wear, you know, hoping it would be good luck. I was beginning to lose faith that they would because it was taking so dang long. But they re-signed him, man. Uh, five years, $115.5 million. We got our catcher. Thank you. And that and that makes Bryce Harper happy, too, because, you know, and that's one person you don't want to piss off is Bryce. Exactly. I mean, it was just, a. I mean, since the season ended, you are so worried about, you know, I mean, and these these you know professional sports owners just gotta you know really think about it. You guys, you guys didn't lose. You know, you guys, yeah, you guys are still getting profit. Yeah, it might not be you know the 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 high dollar profit number that you want, but you're you're still earning money. You're still getting the TV deals, you know, the merchandise, everything like that. You know, I mean, a couple fans in the stands. You know, does that help? Yeah, definitely. But you know, at the end of the day, you're not you're not losing. You're still making money. You know, to me, I thought thought it was absolute nonsense that they wouldn't have been able to sign JT. They wouldn't have been able to sign any of these guys. And it almost sounded like they were going to have to, you know, get rid of players. But then, you know, yeah. finally, they, uh, John Middleton finally, you know, broke out the checkbook and uh, paid the man what he was rightfully owed. Thankfully. And, you know, just to go on another tangent here about JT, he, you know, he's part of one of my funniest memories, you know, good memories with my girlfriend. Um, me and my girlfriend Casey, we were at the Green Parrot Bar, um, I guess two seasons ago. Um, you know, I usually do these things as a joke where I'm like, if so-and-so does this, so-and-so does that, you know, we'll take a shot or we'll chuck a beer. We'll do this. We'll do that. Right. So I said to her, I was like, JT hits a home run right here. We do a shot. And she says yes, because she doesn't think, you know, it'll happen. Cause you know, what are the chances? 
Lo and behold, long drive, deep left center field. Watch that baby. Way out of here. Home run, JT Real Muto. <laughs> I started shaking, <laughs> shaking her on the shoulder. I'm like, look, he hit the home run. And then, you know, we go into like a Jolly Rancher shot. So it wasn't uh, anything crazy. Easy. Something easy, but, you know, finally something, one of those types of predictions came true for me. So I was pretty happy. Right. <laughs> but back on course here, you know. And another big re-signing here was D.D. Gregorius, two years, $28 million. I was pretty happy to see that come back or see him come back. He was very good for us offensively. I didn't, you know, you know, shore up our shortstop position. So glad to see him back. That might be my next jersey, by the way, for the Phillies is D.D. Yeah, I mean, I love the D.D. signing. I think it's good. I mean, two years, you know, so that obviously means that just, they want to stick with him. I mean, it's just after this season, I mean, you're getting a lot of shortstops on free agency that there's a lot of good free agent uh, shortstops coming after this season. So, I mean, does it does it help them in the long run, you know, that they, you know, kept D.D. or is this a sign that maybe they do sign somebody else out there in free agency next year and, you know, they keep D.D., you know, or look to trade them or something. But, you know, overall, I love D.D. I, I like the signing. relatively well last year. Yeah, I like the signing, you know. I'd say you know he'll he'll be good for our shortstop position because I just now all I want our, them to focus on is pitching. You know they brought in a couple guys. You know they got you know right-handed pitcher Archie Bradley, uh, Jose Alvarado, and Sam Coonrod who will be in the bullpen. You know most notably Archie Bradley who had a 3.91 ERA and Jose Alvarado 3.47. They brought in uh, former Tigers pitcher Matt Moore who will be uh, competing for a starting job. You know, he's got an average of a 4.51 ERA, so not exactly what you want to see, but, you know, who knows who how, it, I mean, how, in the, how he'll be. In the back of the lineup, that's not too bad, you know, uh, and then, uh, number another, four, number five. Another name who performed pretty well for Miami last season was Brandon Kinsler, who had a 3.31 ERA. Um, you know, we signed him to a minor league contract, so we'll see if he makes it up to the bigs this season. Right. Um, I mean, you I, also got to hope for a little bit of some advancements with Spen, uh, Spencer Howard. Right. Um, you so, know, you're probably looking at, you know, uh, Eflin, you know, probably being your three or your four. So now, you know, we got to just kind of fill out the rest. Yeah, it'll be probably Nola, Wheeler, uh, let me say Eflin, uh, Spencer Howard, and then you're probably looking at either Matt Moore or Brandon Kinsler as your five or maybe – Vince Velasquez, because they brought him back yet again. No, they just need to throw him on the bullpen. Enough is enough with, you know, trying to make him a starter. Yeah, I mean, he's had his few, fair share of, you know, decent games, but it's like, what have you seen in these last few seasons that really make you think, you know, makes him worth keeping around? Right. You know, I just don't, I don't see it, you know. I would really like to see them bring in a really good middle-of-the-rotation guy. I know, hope, I don't know what the uh, trade market will look like in the middle of this year, but, you know, maybe somebody will be out there. Yeah, and hopefully you get a little bit of some uh, advancement from uh, Hector Neris. You know, it looked like he was starting to look pretty decent last year. He had a couple slumps, but you know, hopefully he can pick it up. You know, you take take the positives of last year and uh, bring him into uh, this year. Maybe he advance a little bit. But uh, you know, this season, what I want to see, you know, last year we had. I I feel like our offense was fine. They could have won us games, which was normally our Achilles heel. You know, where we weren't scoring enough runs and our pitchers were playing well. Right. This past season, though, it was, you know, we were scoring enough runs, but, um, you know, our pitching wasn't up to snuff. You know, outside of Nolan uh, Wheeler, our pit, uh, you know, our pitching was subpar. And then our bullpen, oh, God, we had, like, the single worst bullpen in all of MLB history last season. 
Um, so I'm hoping with these uh, signings that'll get shored up and, you know, we'll be able to protect some leads this season, get some more wins. Right. Because, you know, last thing I want to see too, you know, I don't want to act like Bryce Harper's God or anything here, but, you know, that was our biggest signing since uh, we signed um, Jim Tomey. You know, so I want to make sure him being here is actually worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's your new face of the franchise, you know. You don't ever really want to disrespect the face of the franchise. You know, unless you don't want to play for the team anymore, you know. Not a knock on Carson Wentz, but, you know. Taking it to a different, you know, different sports team. But, you know, he's he's the heart of your, he's now the new heart of your team, you know, for the next. I mean, now we're talking 11 years to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's played relatively well last year. I thought he was very consistent last year. Um, and, you know, he's entering his prime. So um, you, you got to get guys around him before that prime goes away. Exactly. So, again, I think the biggest thing the Phillies – you know, we need to see from them is better pitching, better pitching, better pitching, especially in the bullpen. And better pitching. And better pitching. You got that right. Daddy, chill. It's <laughs> probably what the uh, bullpen saying to us right now. Right. So, I mean, you know, some notable dates here to look forward to today. The You know, a couple of days ago, rather, the, uh, you know, the truck went down with all their equipment to Clearwater, Florida. Today, pitchers and catchers are reporting, I believe. I don't know if maybe the weather is uh, delaying that at all, but uh, today was the day there was the pitchers and catchers were supposed to report. And then on uh, the 21st, the rest of the team will be down there. And then 28th will be their first spring training game. So we'll start to see how they uh, they play throughout all that. I think I heard, too, that the uh, Clearwater Stadium down in Clearwater is going to allow a limited amount of fans. So I'm hoping, for certain reasons, that, you know, uh, Citizens Bank Park will allow some fans too. I'm hoping by that time more vaccinations will roll out so I can get in there because I'm pretty sure they're going to need vaccination reports by then. Right. I think I'm like in phase three. So, you know, Casey's, you know, getting her vaccination next month and I'm pretty sure she was phase one. Or So, I mean, if she had to wait that long, God knows how long I have to wait. So I'm hoping, you know, soon. But we'll see. Um, you know, and, you know, going to Phillies games just makes the summer more enjoyable too, man. You know, just being able to go, you know, sit in the parking lot beforehand, have some beers, grill some burgers or grill some dogs, you know, or, you know, if if my roommate Chris is there, you know, he'll be joining us on future podcasts. Um, you know, we'll be grilling some parking lot steaks. We do that a lot for Flyers games too. Love those parking lot steaks. Steak tacos, you know, we wrap those in paper plates and eat them, you know, so, yeah, obviously we're not eating it just barehanded, but, you know, it tastes very good. You know, it's always fun when you uh, bring out the boards, play some cornhole. Yeah, play some cornhole. Unless yeah. you're too competitive, then. Mine's <laughs> of a story. I'm not going to mention names, but um, we had, I had a, you know, I had a friend um, where I wasn't even playing. It was me and my, you know, my roommate was playing, playing them. You know, just one-on-one, and I was watching off on the side. Uh, my roommate was down uh, quite a bit at the beginning of the game, but then he managed to make a large comeback and win. So my old friend here was, uh, he's a very huge sore loser. Um, he threw a giant fit. He saw that I had him on Facebook Live, <laughs> proceeds to throw a bag at me, and he's like, don't film me! <laughs> 
grabs his boards, grabs his bags, and stomps off into the house. And then for some reason proceeds to get into a fight with his girlfriend at the time. <laughs> you know, I had to set him straight and told him to apologize to me and my roommate, or my current roommate, Chris, um, for acting like that. So let's just, you know, if you're at a tailgate, you know, just take it easy with the cornhole. Don't get too competitive. But, you know, and another favorite part, too, is, you know, when it gets closer to the summer, you got those nice uh, Landenkugel summer shandies out, which taste so delicious, and they go well with a tailgate. You know, hopefully this, you know, if I do get to a game, you know, the games I go to won't be super hot because the few games I have gone to, I remember, uh, what, it was like two years ago, I believe, me and Casey went to a uh, Phillies-Cubs game. It was uh, billed as NOLA Day, um, you know, because Aaron NOLA was pitching, so they kind of like in one section have a New Orleans theme, so we got tickets to sit in that section. It was pretty cool. We got free T-shirts. Ended up in a Phillies promo, and, um, you know, I got some beads, you know, and they had some New Orleans-style alcoholic drinks, but by God, it was so hot that day. Like, I I probably had about a good pound of sunscreen on. <laughs> uh, it's always never fun. I mean, yeah. it felt like all the, you know, I remember the, uh, as, uh, the Carson Wentz debut against those ugly Cleveland Browns. That's another notable game. Um, I just remember the sunburn after that game. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's never fun, though. Like, it's one thing if it's just the sun's beating down on, or, you know, but, you know, like, you get sunburned, but you're not, like, sweating to death. At this Phillies game, man, like, I was, like, you know, it was just miserable. And not to <laughs> mention the fact that the cops were kicking our butts. You know, I don't typically leave games early because, you know, I'm always a you-never-know-what-happens kind of guy. Because, you know, I've seen crazier stuff happen. But we were just like, let's just go over to Xfinity, cool off for a bit, have a couple beers. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, oh, God, that was such a miserable experience. But, you know. PBR? Uh, no, we didn't go to PBR that day. Um, we just, like the middle bar, you know, like the main concourse where we, you know, sat at the bar, had had a appetizer and had a couple beers. Um, So, I mean, that's always fun, you know, and then. One thing I miss, you know, ever since COVID, too, is being able to go to Xfinity afterwards, you know, spe- you know, after a Phillies game or a Flyers game. Uh, just going over to PBR at Xfinity Live, drinking some... Too you know, sweet, drinking, riding the bull. <laughs> yeah, too sweet and riding the bull, you know, drinking $12 uh, Miller Lights or Coors Lights, whatever's on tap. Or, you know, uh, no, that's $150, bottles. $150 tab later after being there for 15 minutes. <laughs> Only 15 minutes, $150. <laughs> But you know it's you know it, it it's worth it uh, you know because just for the experience it's fun you know especially you know if worth it's after it. a good win you know if it's after a good win it always makes it worth it you know I I won't get into I mean, it. I mean if if, if any time a team wins I mean we have to go because you have to ride the bull but yeah we gotta ride that bull gotta get on that bull as we say gotta get on that bull too sweet yes uh, speaking another funny story is uh me um my roommate the friend I was talking about earlier. And another guy um, went to a Phillies game. Cup, yeah, like probably three. This is probably back in 2016, I want to say. Summer of 2016. Um, right before I bought my house that I currently live in. Um, and I had gotten free tickets for doing a Phillies 5K. Um, so a bunch of us went down there and tailgated beforehand. Went into the game. Now me, my roommate, and our other friends sat together and then the two tickets i actually had gotten for free i gave to 
my other friend at the time and his girlfriend. And, you know, you know, we sit there. It turns out we find out the friend and the uh, girlfriend got into a fight and left. You know, they get fought, they fought a lot. And, uh, you know, we enjoyed a great game. Um, you know, met some cool people around us and uh, enjoyed a nice Phillies comeback. And then... Um, uh, and Yeah, enjoyed a nice Phillies comeback. Went over to Xfinity Live afterwards and just had a crazy time. Uh, you know, too foggy to really give all the details, but a lot of fun. So I'm hoping COVID yeah. starts, you know, hopefully this st- stuff starts to clear up and uh, we can get back to um, get back to normal and start having some yeah. fun again. Enjoying all of us as fans, you know, all together. Brotherly love. Brotherly love, you know. Enjoying without restrictions. So, yeah, we're going to have a couple games coming up this week. You got the big one in, uh, during the weekend with the Flyers and uh, the Bruins and Lake Tahoe. Um, but that's pretty much it for this week. Yeah, so uh, you know, glad we can bring in, bring another episode. Hopefully, we can do this weekly or you know biweekly. You know, I know Anthony's you know got his hands tied. He's very busy with work, big wig over there these days, and got the busy family life going. And I've been moving up in the world at my job as well. So, but we hope to bring this to you every week or every other week. Yeah, and I mean, if you guys have any suggestions, wanna you know wanna have a talk with us, you know wanna. You know, tweet, you want to message, you want to hop on and uh, talk some sports with us, let's do it. And, you know, how can they follow you, by the way, if they wanted to talk to talk with you? Uh, if you want to, you know, you know, tweet us, it's uh, going to be, um, you know, obviously you can go to our website. That's going to be uh, com with the number one. And if you want to, you know, follow us on the uh, the gram or Twitter, it's going to be at Out for One Sports. Again, that's with the number one, not spelled out. And we're, you know, you can also follow us on Facebook. If you want to follow me personally, uh, you can follow at Tom T O M Carroll C A R R O L L underscore O F one. And how can they follow you on Insta? Or, uh, uh, so so both my gram and my uh, Twitter are both at ant a n t carol c a r r o l l with an underscore. Right, and then uh, yeah, my Instagram is tpc eleven twenty two at of one. And again, you know, you can uh, you can uh, DM us. You can message us in any way. Um, you know, we got comment sections on our blogs. If you guys want to discuss, if anybody wants to come on and talk some good sports, you know, we're down. Yeah, we want to hear from you guys. So, you know, give us a shout. Let us know what you want to talk about, what you want to hear. If you got any suggestions, we're open to anything. So, again, this has been Alpha One Sports. I'm Tom. And I'm Anthony. And cue hope, that music. And hope to uh, hear from you guys soon. Have a good day. This has been Alpha One Sports with Tom and Anthony Carroll.